Hey everyone, this is AM Reviews. I'm Adrian. I'm Muhammad. This is a podcast where we talk about movies, TV shows, and all things superheroes. Be sure to check us out on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, which will all be linked in the description of the podcast. Thanks for listening. Welcome back, everybody, to AM Reviews. It's Muhammad and Adrian, and today we're going to review the film Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery. And this film stars Madeline Klein as Whiskey, Daniel Craig as Benoit Blanc, uh, Kate Hudson, um, I'm not sure of her character's name, <laughs> Jessica uh, Um Birdie. Birdie. Okay. Yeah. Birdie. Uh, Jessica Henwick as Peg. Edward Norton as Miles Braun. Catherine Hahn as Claire DeBella. Janelle Monet as uh, Helen slash Andy. And Dave Batista as Duke. And also Leslie Odom Jr. as Lionel. Toussaint. And essentially, this film is about tech billionaire Miles Braun invites his friends for a getaway on his private Greek island. When someone turns up dead, Detective Benoit Blanc is put on the case. So, what did you get from the film Glass Onion, a Knives Out Mystery? So I like it. I hope that these these knife out stories will be this ongoing series. I didn't think it was going to be that way in the first one, but I like it. Um, I think the accent is growing on me from Daniel Craig um, as goofy Southern, I don't know, um, kind of thing. But um, the story was, I think, just as interesting and well-written, if not even more so than the first one. So I think it lives up to being a knives out story. Um, and there were many twists, and at first, I thought I kind of saw it coming, was expecting it, but towards the end, I was surprised by some of the things, um, and, and thought some of their attention to detail was pretty cool as well. Yeah. Um, this one, I actually did not like as much. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> now, I did watch it a second time, and I did start to like it more, and it wasn't because I just understood it more. It was just more mm -hmm. of I don't know. I was just more engaged the second time around. It I found it a little boring um, for I think the first half because a, a lot of the story doesn't really get going until about midway through. Um, but I think this is uh, the second of three. I, I think they're going to make a third okay. one. That Netflix has already greenlit that. Gotcha. Um, but overall, I think they have a pretty good cast. I think Kate Hudson, her screams are laughable. <laughs> uh, she was always screaming. Well, not always, but the times when she was screaming, it, I don't know if they wanted it to be a joke, but it seemed that way. Yeah. Um, but um, overall, I, I thought it was good. Not great. Um, I like the first one better. Okay. I, I, I watched the first one again after watching this one, and they're very different stories. I mean, 
I mean, one is with the family and its twists and turns, and the and the other is, of course, with these these really friends of uh, opportunity. Um, this group so different. I think this one tries to and does have a few more twists. Um, the lead, which they make fun of, or not answer the lead, but the the villain, if you want to describe it that way, um, wasn't the smartest. But they point that out in the movie, so I guess that's fine. Um, but I thought creative in the least. I thought it was um, a fun murder mystery night. Yeah. Um, it was a game that turned into real life. <laughs> uh, Edward Norton. I haven't actually seen him in many films. He was the Hulk at one point. Yes. Yes. <laughs> he was He was the original, which is canon, the original Hulk, um, Fight Club, a um, bunch of other older, early 2000s movies. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it was nice to see him. Um, Daniel Craig's character, you know, it all carries over with the accent and, uh, Janelle Monae, she also does kind of the same accent. Um, she does. And I almost thought like, it felt like they were almost making fun of the fact that he had the accent in the first movie that they give someone else a goofy country accent, um, which was at first again, like what off-putting, but as it went on, I accepted it and it just became knowledgeable. Um, I'm glad the accent was for her secondary character and it wasn't the main thing, but otherwise it, it still made a good, it was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, but overall, I don't think it was really necessary. I mean, it, I don't know if this is really a spoiler, but they could have the same voice being sisters. <laughs> They can't, and they and they. I mean, they, they said that that even her sister made up the regular voice um, as their alter ego when they were growing up. Um, so that was as unnecessary, yes. And I don't, I don't think this movie is supposed to be too serious. So um, I think that's one of the bigger differences, maybe, of the first one and this one is this one doesn't take itself as serious. I mean, the other one, you could argue, some of the family members or even the police investigators that were involved were more serious or even the main um, antagonist in that film. Um, but here, it, there aren't too many serious moments. And even the ones that are, are still very goofy. Um, even thinking about when they got to the island, um, Ethan Hawke's character, who I don't think is in it past that scene. Um, Wait, so it's interesting. that was him? Yeah, he was oh. the assistant. He was the assistant, the one that shot them with the thing in their mouth. Um, okay, I don't know. I didn't he, recognize he him. He acted to be an assistant, but they had lots of big, big actors or big names randomly in this, like Serena Williams. Um, very Neil small Mark. role. <laughs> very small role, but it's like, why? I mean, <laughs> it's unnecessary, but I'm glad to see it. <laughs> yeah, um, some little uh, cameos in there was nice. Yeah. Um, but I, I still like the first one better. Um, what's his name? Uh, Chris Evans. I really yeah. found him to be really good in that film because uh, it's the he's opposite of what he's been playing for a while. And yes, very different being the villain. It's it's almost like he carried over that character to the Gray Man because <laughs> oh, he was yeah. he was the best part of that film. Um, but I think he doesn't show up that much. I, I think he probably shows up in the middle of that film and then kind of goes towards the end. But um, 
for this one, there wasn't one person that I just really liked. I mean, they were all kind of fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it's they, they pretty much tell you everything. I mean, I, I don't think there's any confusion mm-hmm. by the end of the film. But um, overall, I think it's a good sequel. Um, but not exactly special to me. Sure. I mean, I think that sometimes that's the biggest challenge of sequels is just being good. Um, so <laughs> it passed that test. They passed that test. Yeah. And I feel like this one also felt more like a game of clue. Like each of the characters was very much playing their role and that was like on purpose. Like in the first one, I mean you have the daughters, you have the son, daughter-in-law, grandson, but they weren't their own like characters. They were really just the family versus the maid or the the nurse um in this one i feel like they and it, they even did it at the very beginning when they kind of like gave the breakdown of who each character was you have the mom turned politician the um, tech guy um the, the fashionista or the model um the youtube nerd and batista um it's interesting the two characters that weren't explained the most were the two main characters um, Janelle Monae's character, um, and uh, and and Miles and Norton's character, they what they were in the friend group was at least explained, which I thought was interesting. All the rest of them had like their niches, um, but they were just smart, or maybe Miles is the best at copying Jan- her being smart. So that was that. I, I mean, it was it wasn't a big deal, but. It was interesting that they didn't have their like piece or, or their easy descriptor if this was a card game. Yeah, um, I, I thought uh, Miles Braun, um, Edward Norton's character, he just was the provider. He just backed up everything or everybody mm-hmm. with money. Um, but he wasn't exactly smart, and they <laughs> they say that a lot. <laughs> um, but. If you don't have any other um, thoughts, we can get into the spoilers. Yeah, let's do it. So uh, right off the bat, we start off with um, the different characters, you know, them telling or the, the movie telling us, you know, what these characters do. Um, Kate Hudson, she's, uh, you know, the, the model, the fashionista. She also has, I guess, a best friend in Peg. Um, that's Jessica Henwick. Mm-hmm. Best friend or assistant, or both. <laughs> yeah, does whatever. Um, and then Catherine Hahn, um, she's a governor now, but she's worked her way up the ladder. Um, and then we have Dave Batista. He is a YouTuber, Twitch streamer. You know, it's pretty big. Um, this The setting of this film also takes place during, I guess, 2020. At the mm-hmm. height of COVID, and you know everybody's on lockdown for the most part. Um, it's almost unnecessary for some reason. They just had to include it anyway. For <laughs> yeah, um, I was really thinking about that. I'm like, did they really have to say it was during that time? I mean, I, it didn't really add much to the story. No, but I think I, I actually did see a YouTube video on the director how he was filming some of the shots. And one of those shots is when they first 
come together before they get on the big boat to go to the island um, and how the types of masks that they're wearing kind of describes their personality. I can see that. Um, I mean, I definitely felt that, particularly with Birdie's mask, because there was just holes in it. <laughs> yeah, um, I was like, so, does she know, call that a mask? doesn't really care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Lionel, that's uh, Leslie Odom Jr., his character, um, he's a scientist, the smartest one in the group. Um, and they each get a box. And this box has a whole bunch of um, puzzles in it for them to get to the center and figure out, you know, where this box came from. And Lionel pretty much, I guess, tells them everything they do. I mean, they all talk at the same time and mm -hmm. get, get towards the center of it. And they find out that they've been all invited to uh, Miles Braun his private island in Greece where they will um, solve a mystery of his murder. Um, and it'll be a big game, you know, friends catching up, everybody coming together. Um, and then comes the scene where they all get on the, um, right before they get on the boat, everybody's showing up. Uh, oh yeah. I, I forgot to mention whiskey. So she is mm -hmm. um, Duke's, girlfriend uh dave batista and um i guess she's not exactly a big friend of the group but you know she she tags along um they're not wearing, wearing any mask they're just showing up right <laughs> uh just not caring um but everybody else is pretty much masked up except birdie i mean she's wearing a, a mask with no kind of protection but um <laughs> right before they get on the boat uh, you mentioned Ethan Hawke. I did not realize that was him, but he has some kind of. Yeah, I recognized it immediately. I was like, that's OK. And then he never was in it again. <laughs> no, just five minutes. Maybe. No, I don't even know if it was that. If that. What? <laughs> but mm -hmm. he has some kind of um, disinfectant gun that he shoots in their mouth, some kind of spray. And uh, he says, you're good. You don't need that mask anymore. <laughs> if only it was that easy. I uh, wish. <laughs> um, actually, my job, we got rid of masks for about a month and a half. And now we're back. So yeah. oh, interesting. <laughs> so like the workers, it was like not required. Now it's required. Yeah. I mean, we, we were gone for the longest. I mean, over two years, two and a half going on three. And then, you know, they said, OK, well, it's going to be a week by week basis and hmm. masks are optional. Then about maybe two weeks ago, said the CDC, we're going to follow those guidelines. We're back to masking up. <laughs> you know what? Out of all of this, as a side note, I hate the CDC is just not, doesn't have the same weight they used to, you know. The CDC says don't eat lettuce, you know, people jumped, you know. Um, now the CDC is like, you know, don't do this, do this. People are like, eh, all right, <laughs> we'll see about that. I don't know. Some of the research. I mean, I feel like the whole world has gone that way. I mean, 2020 has opened a lot of people's eyes to, I mean, how divided everything is. And it's just about 2023. <laughs> That's how long COVID 2020 has been defining us. This information. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, I don't know where I was, but um, yeah, they're getting on the boat. The gun. Yeah. Um, and they kind of just go off into 
Oh, also, uh, what's her name? Janelle Monet, her character, Andy, she makes a big entrance. She's the last one to come in. And she kind of just stares off into the distance before she looks at everybody. <laughs> and um, they're all wondering why she's there. Uh, she's the last one to show up, but she's kind of isolated. Everybody's just kind of looking at her. Um, right. And the and video we see of her opening the box was separate than the rest. She did not call them. Um, and rather than solve the puzzle, she just took a hammer to it. <laughs> yeah. Just destroyed it. Like, I'm, I'm not playing around with this. <laughs> um, but they're surprised that she's there or that she just accepted to come there. Not exactly surprised that Miles Braun invited her, or so we think. Um, so they get to the island. They're all kind of just chilling, relaxing. Everybody's catching up. Um, Detective Benoit Blanc, he speaks to Miles Braun, and um, Miles Braun tells him, uh, why are you here? <laughs> Pretty much, I did not invite you. He said, I got a box like everybody else in that accent. And um, he's like, okay, well, I'll go with it. <laughs> Somewhere in between like a, like a young Colonel Sanders. <laughs> Colonel Sanders. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, he they, they go with it. Um, we kind of get everybody kind of mingling around. And this is where I kind of, I mean, you get some pretty big clues here to everybody's personality, but they're kind of just lounging around. I mean, it's a little boring for this part. Um, everybody's kind of just trying to see why Andy is there. Everybody else is pretty good friends. Um, but we do get a little bit of history where um, they kind of talk about what used to be with Andy. You know, she used to be kind of like the group leader mm -hmm. um, before Miles Braun came in. She introduced Miles Braun to the rest of the group and um, that's how they kind of, uh, got together. But, uh, detective Benoit Blanc, um, he pretty much just tells or kind of narrates on why everybody is there and where they're kind of coming from. Um, and they're all pretty much backed up by Miles Braun's money. He, um, funds, um, Claire's governor campaign um mm -hmm. also gives money to uh birdie kate hudson for her um designs and the sweatshops that he wants her to take the fall for he's mm -hmm. gonna give her a big payoff um duke the uh twitch streamer on youtube um He's probably done the dirtiest, or maybe not the dirtiest, but the second dirtiest. <laughs> but mm. he wants to get his um, his audience, like his his uh, YouTube channel, on a bigger stream. And um, Miles Braun, he runs some kind of Alpha News, some, something. It's I guess it's a news station that he runs. Right. And uh, Duke wants to get on there so he can build his audience up even more. But Miles Braun is not exactly fond of it and he's kind of denying it and we also do see that he is with uh duke's girlfriend mm -hmm. <laughs> they've been seeing each other um for some time and i think i i don't think they explicitly say it but um 
they do talk about Duke and what he kind of sold to some of his streamers. I guess some kind of um, uh, almost something like Viagra. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. And um, his audience is not exactly uh, in need of that. But um, <laughs> the connection that I got with this was maybe he wasn't exactly able to get it up. And maybe that's why she went to the other guy. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. I, I did not catch that, but that is possible. <laughs> yeah, because um, they had built this relationship up for some time because they explained later on that she had seen him, you know, weeks before, even months before. <laughs> Right. It's unclear if he knew that. They, I I feel like he knew that she was cheating on him, or because because of the whole thing with with getting asking for what he wanted. I mean, I would find it hard. He would just guess to do that. <laughs> so I was. I it felt like me that he knew. Yeah, it's almost like he was going to hold it against him so he could get on the alpha news. But I'm saying even like the for him to have the idea to do that. I feel like he already knew about it. Uh, maybe. It, it was kind of confusing. He didn't seem upset. I mean, he didn't seem upset by it. And well, initially he did. Idea. <laughs> initially he did when he was just looking at them in the bushes. But remember we went, we did the flashback and we found out that he he knew that was going to happen. Uh, did he? How did we know that? that was going to happen or he knew that that was going to happen. So when we first see it, and this movie has a lot of flashbacks and to get context, but when we first see it, it does look like he's upset. But then at the end, when we figure out what's going on with Helen um, and Andy. Um, we, I think it's whenever she runs away from the group after telling them off and is running through the sidewalks. Um, she goes past and the pa- camera comes back up to that same point in time. And well, I guess we don't know if he was happy about it because all we get in that pla- all we get in the flashback is her explaining why she's doing it, asking for help with Twitch. So I guess I don't know. I don't know if we knew that he knew, but he never brought it up again as being upset, which is interesting. But he also maybe didn't have time for it. Well, I, I thought he um, once we actually get to kind of like the murder, I thought he was going to use that against him to get his um, YouTube channel on the Alpha News. Did he say that? Well, it, when um, Benoit Blanc is explaining everything, mm-hmm. they, there's a conversation that um, Duke and Miles Braun have about, um, you know, what they saw on the phone. And he was saying that you know, I'm going to use this. Maybe this is oh, the opportunity. Well, that was, that was, the, that was um, the suicide news. Yeah, but maybe he was also going to blackmail him. Maybe he thought that he was the one who did it. Well, I think he knew. At the, but he didn't. Well, I was saying, he knew the, the, about the suicide stuff, but none of that was about his girlfriend. Okay. Well, either way, he, he looked upset. Um, I mean, he didn't do yeah, anything he, about it because he has Google. He has the Google alert set on all of them. Um, and so when he got the Google alert about her name popping up in the news, the Helen that or Andy. Um, that's what he was going to um, blackmail about was essentially, oh, 
I knew you were there because of the motorcycle almost getting ran over. So I knew you at the house. Somehow this suicide happened. That was a black man. And he was going to use that to get on the news station. Right. Because no one else had known to that point at that or at that point that um that he had saw him at the house. Okay. Or at least he didn't think no one else knew, but I think um what's his face? Leon Bridges' character. I think he actually knew as well. But they didn't know that they knew because no one was talking about it. I gotcha. But I was connecting that also with the girlfriend. Cause um maybe it's something to do with that. I don't know. <laughs> and the connection that maybe you couldn't get it up. That's why she was gone off gone off with uh Miles Brown. And <laughs> I don't know. Um just making a connection there. But um yeah, pretty much everybody has a motive to possibly want to actually murder Miles Braun from what um uh was it Benoit Blanc says mm-hmm. um because they all do or uh Miles Braun he explains, you know, we're here for the murder mystery, my murder and um you know, it's going to take you all weekend to solve this mystery. So um he was telling all of them at the at the dinner, but then Benoit Blanc he comes out and pretty much just explains the thing in a few seconds and ruins it. <laughs> and Miles Brown is really upset, um, and that's when Benoit Blanc tells Miles Brown, "Everybody here has a motive to kill you, and this is like, or getting everybody here on this island is like turning off the lights and." handing them a loaded gun. And he kind of does use that later on. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But then, you know, they go back downstairs after everybody's kind of fighting downstairs with um, uh, pretty much all directed at Andy. Um, Then all of a sudden, they still don't know why she came back or why she's even there. um, Yeah. Because of the messages that was sent. Um, and Andy kind of blows up on them back um, and says, you're all awful people. Um, we have terrible things, and none of you stood up for me. Um, and then she storms out, and the rest of them are left with their thoughts. Yeah. Um, I thought it was pretty dangerous for her to just be walking out. I mean, especially what has what we know after this. I mean, to go out alone. <laughs> True. She takes that time to then dig in the rooms of of everyone to look for this evidence that she needs. But um, yeah, I mean, knowing that there is a you know potential murderer out in the loose, um, it, it was pretty bold of her to do that. But she was drinking at this point, I believe, which we know could be a reason as why she's more bold. Yeah. Um, but you know, Miles Brown, he comes back down. Everybody's kind of drinking. Um, and then all of a sudden Duke, he's gasping for air, holding his, um, neck, you know, the universal choking sign. (laughs) (laughs) It is. Um, (laughs) and then, uh, he ends up dying. Um, and everybody's shocked. And this is where Kate Hudson starts with all the screaming and it was really laughable. Yeah. Almost like the goat scream. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> yeah it it was almost like is she really acting here or is 
I, I don't know if this is really a joke. Because I, I took funny. it more as a joke. I think I think it's again making fun of murder mysteries where they you know there's random screaming and then someone ends up dead. Um, I think that was kind of the role she was filling. Yeah. Um, but this is when everything gets pretty serious. And uh, now Miles Braun, he's looking at everybody as um, killers towards him. One of them could be a potential killer. Um, and then they try to figure out everything. Uh, they can't initially get the police on the island because of the way that is set up. Uh, the police won't be able to come until the next morning. Um, so Benoit Blanc tells everybody, just go to your rooms until about 30 minutes to 6 a.m. And, um, you know, I'll stay up the whole night to make sure nothing is moved from the crime scene. Uh, <laughs> I guess he's done that before. And yeah. <laughs> I thought it was strange, too. <laughs> police are six hours away. Why? <laughs> yeah. Um, but all of a sudden, Miles Brown remembers hey, I uh, thought it was fun. I took your advice and the lights are going to go out at 10 o'clock. <laughs> and at the same time, you know, they think a killer is out on the loose. Um, and this is when everybody kind of goes crazy. Uh, they're kind of just going back and forth. And then Miles or Benoit Blanc and Andy who we think is Andy. Um, they meet up and they're talking. And then all of a sudden, there's a shot through a glass and it's shot at Andy. And now she's presumed to be dead. But then we get a whole flashback with uh, who we thought was Andy is actually her twin sister, Helen. And hmm. um, she pretty much planned this out from the beginning. To go, to go there on the island with Benoit Blanc and uh, she had gotten a box. I'm trying to remember, how did she get a box? So she got it because at that point, um, her sister was dead. Andy was dead. Um, assumed to be suicide, but she didn't believe it was actual suicide. Um, she said her sister would never do that. And um, she was at her house when this box was delivered. Which explains why she didn't open it using a puzzle, because she's not like her sister. She's a kindergarten teacher, she said. Um, so she doesn't do any of this with people stuff, as she says. So that's took a hammer to it and broke it open. Um, and once she did, she brought it to Benoit Blanc to investigate because she thought maybe if anyone has something to do with her death, it's one of the people who was invited to this party. And she needed his advice on what to do to what she follows and pretends to be her sister and ends up there. But at this point, her sister is dead um, and she's at her house taking care of things and that's when she gets a box. But I'm still wondering why he would send her a box if he thinks she's dead. That's a good point. Sending the box anyway, given the fact that he was the one that killed her. I don't know. One guess could be um, if he didn't send a box, would they? Would that be a motive for an investigator to believe there was something afoot? I don't think it would, but he's also not that smart. Um, <laughs> I don't know where they sent before he had this idea. Um, I don't know. That's a good question, though. Why did he still send her a box anyway? Was it the assistant maybe that sent the box, uh, or someone who works for him? Because obviously he can't see that she's dead. It's not public news yet. 
So he has to pretend that everything is normal. I don't know. Not a, that's a plot point they should have explained. Yeah. Um, it. I, they might have explained it. Maybe I missed it, but I, I don't I think, see why he would no. send her a box. Because even her death, well, I mean, once we get everything explained, it had happened at least a couple weeks before they met up. May, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's some time that does pass. Um, but even still, no matter when it happened, she knows what he did and still sent the box afterwards. <laughs> so, why? Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, um, pretty much she teamed up with um, Benoit Blanc. She hires him so um, they can solve this mystery of uh, who killed her sister, her twin sister. And she has a country accent, um, similar to Benoit Blanc, but a little different. Right. Um, <laughs> but um, as they're kind of replaying all the scenes that we've seen before, we see them from a different perspective um, and what they were actually planning behind the scenes and how they were plotting to get somebody to spill who actually killed her or if it was all of them. Um, and throughout the film leading up to it, I was thinking maybe, maybe one of the ladies did it. I'm not sure. I mean, it, it was hard to tell who would have the motive to just kill her. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, once they do reveal who it is, I mean, it, it all makes sense. Right. Because the rest of them, I mean, they, they knew her, but, it didn't seem like they had a, a real motive to kill her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was unclear. I wasn't expecting, I didn't know who to expect actually did it because you don't get any hints or anything beforehand about who could have done it. Yeah, I, I kind of wish they would have given us more of that um, instead of just, you know, explaining everything at the end and catching us up, but kind of give us maybe somebody who looks like they could be pretty guilty but not mm -hmm. actually be the one. Yeah, I think um, Birdie in some ways at first felt very guilty to me just because she's dumb uh, <laughs> and makes very rash decisions. Um, <laughs> and given the fact in the murder mystery game, it was Birdie who did it in the game. Um, <clears throat> so that was a thought. I didn't think um, that the, the governor, I, I didn't think um, Claire would have did it because she has too much to lose. I don't think Peg would have done it as the assistant. Maybe Batista. Um, I felt like I had an inkling that it was Miles or somehow, but still in the beginning, he played it off so well, not knowing why she was here. Um, that was interesting too. He didn't really question her presence either. I think a few times he kind of looked surprised like initially when he first sees initially. her, but then he just kind of just plays it off. Just like, yeah, well, she's here. She's one of our, you know, past friends. Right. I invited her. <laughs> right. Unless he knew that, unless he knew that it was a sister the entire time and was just playing along. But he doesn't um, hint towards that at all. He, he doesn't, I mean, none of them know. He doesn't hint towards it, but he's also not surprised. The others are. <laughs> Maybe uh, that was a mistake in the writing or uh, filming. I don't know. I feel like 
Because he also, I mean, knowing that it was a sister doesn't change anything for him. He still thinks he's won no matter what. I don't think he expected it to end how it ended. Um, so none of that really changes. I could see him knowing and still behaving the same way. Yeah. Because he thinks he's so smart anyway. It's like, doesn't really matter you're here, really. <laughs> yeah, I guess he just thinks he'll get away with it. Yeah. Um, but to a degree, he kind of still did. Yeah, I don't see how he's really caught. And I, and I, and I think really, I mean, no one in this character doesn't say it out loud, but I really think she, she wanted to accomplish just burning him down, just, you know, making him lose everything that he has, which she accomplishes. So um, him being charged with that murder isn't necessarily like on the things that has to happen. It probably should. I mean, it definitely should. Um, but I, I felt like as what she was asking for and just knowing a reason and knowing who and knowing why was all met. And then destroying that person's life was met as well. Well, you should probably get him in prison because now he's going to come after you and kill you. This is this. He it is possible. It is possible. <laughs> he's very so. stupid and he doesn't have any money anymore, though. So she'll <laughs> be okay. And he probably knows where she lives. Um, Maybe. <laughs> everything pretty much gets wrapped up by Benoit Blanc at the end. Um, and we do get the backstory with Andy and um, her sister and how Helen took the place of her sister, Andy, um, when, they, when she went on the island and how she wanted revenge for how her sister had died because um, she knew that she didn't commit suicide. Um, and she tells the backstory of how the friend group got together. Andy was pretty much the ringleader. Everybody was kind of um, kind of middling throughout their 30s. Um, mm -hmm. Nobody was very successful, but, you know, I guess they were making ends meet. <laughs> All right. And then Miles Braun comes along. She uh, introduces Miles Braun to everybody and uh, um, tells them, hey, you know, he's a good guy. Let's just keep keep him around. Um, but I guess he already had some money. Uh, I'm not sure how yeah. he was able to fund everything. I think he had some money and then um, ended up having an idea that made more money while he was friends with them, um, which led to the... You know, extreme well um but somewhere along the way he uh, they started a business where they just invest in random things and try all these new innovations with him and um annie at the head and the idea of this which is awesome and terrible at the same time but and the reason we don't have hydrogen cars but essentially taking seawater and breaking it down to a form of hydrogen that could power anything. Um, and if that were to be a true thing, obviously that would, in his words, blow up the world um, because energy would be so accessible um, at such little cost. There's, it's very green, very sustainable. I mean, the ocean is 70% of the world. Um, so it would be awesome, uh, except for the fact that Hydrogen could literally blow up the world. Uh, the Hindenburg, um, why we don't use it as a fuel source. 
Um, and he's saying, I don't want to use that. It could literally end the world. Um, they disagree on it, go back and forth, and he pushes her out of the company um, and gets the board to sign off on it. And the friends testify that she has no rights to the ideas or um, that are that respond as a result of this company, basically claiming it as property of Miles and the company and not her. Um, and we learn they all do that because they want to stay with money. They don't want to disagree with him publicly. Um, and they all do. And she gets kicked out, thrown to the wolves, which is why she is bitter um, or her sister is bitter um, and why they all are upset, curious, sad, anxious about her presence at this party, given what they all had just did. Yeah. Um, they're all surprised, but um, I think, yeah, you get, I think you got it all. <laughs> just trying to the think. The only thing I that was the letter or the, car, the, the, the napkin. Oh yeah. Um, so, so the napkin that told it all. Right. Essentially uh, it uh, proved the story um, or disproved the story. Um, but essentially, the creation of that company was on that napkin at the restaurant called The Glass Onion. Um, and the note was written by Annie, um, but she could not find it during the trial. Uh, and Miles made his own version, submitted his proof, and that was the smoking gun that led the case in his favor. Um, but little did he know the proof was out there. Annie had the original, let the group know this is a grave mistake as um, Miles being desperate goes and then kills Annie because of it. Yeah. Um, you know, it's crazy how they don't have any kind of contracts. They're kind of just going on a whim. Oh, this is my part of the company and this is your part. I mean, there's got to be some kind of contracts being broken down in there. Yeah. The, the, the only thing I could think of is, um, Essentially, you know, she was saying, I'll pull out, you know, I'll take, you know, part of the company or, you know, its assets, essentially, as, as part of the company. Um, and it would take so much litigation and, and there'd be a huge settlement if this were to happen. Like if someone at Apple today um, decided they were going to leave Apple and take its company's things with it, it would never happen they would be another Annie. Um, <laughs> this is the same way if you were to invent something on a college campus, there are some ways that the campus could say, eh, intellectual property, you're doing research or working on it for us, so we deserve some credit or some, um, some uh, monetary things from this. It's not your own idea solely. Um, now, in this case, they made it extreme because it's a movie, but in her having nothing, but I think in a court today, they'd be like, it doesn't matter if you have we're not going to give you nothing. Um, obviously, you were a big part of this organization, so you have the right to some of these things. Yeah, I mean, she had been working there for a while, and I think it the the logo that was behind her it looked like it was an A, like it was after her name. So, yeah. it, I would think that she would get a big part. Yeah, yeah, and there's no way the lawyer like this would not have happened. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and I would think that they would do some kind of investigation into her murder or suicide. Um, yes, the whole thing here was somehow the suicide was not public knowledge yet 
at the time that um, that uh, Ellen, or was it Helen? Helen? Yeah, Helen. Helen? Yeah. yeah. At the time that Helen had went to the island, it wasn't public knowledge. And I think she was saying that the police had believed it was a suicide. They didn't dig deeper into it. Okay. I guess based on maybe a letter that they thought was hers. Well, there was no letter. And that's why Helen was like, this is, this is not true. This is not real. Um, but they don't say how her body was found. They don't say anything like that. Or like, you know, the knife was held this way and it couldn't have been. <laughs> There's nothing like that. It was purely Helen's just gut feeling that something was wrong, which I could see an officer being like, yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> well, that's why they probably have a, a detective. I mean, I don't think police officers are supposed to do those kind of things. Well, yeah, even even investigate, if you just say, I'm going off vibes, that's not find the evidence it's not a lead <laughs> and uh, i mean that's what kind of ends this film um whenever they're wrapping up everything um helen she's uh i mean she's the one who got shot but she got saved by some book that was in the, i guess yeah her sister's journal okay yeah um you know classic yeah <laughs> And um, she kind of just fakes that she's dead while everybody kind of just um, is uh, shocked again by somebody else dying. Kate Hudson, she's screaming laughably. And, right. and because Colonel Sanders, Benoit Blanc, has hot dogs in his pocket, they use that as fake blood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, he's like, no, leave the body. Everybody else just go back to your room. And while they all doing that, she gets up and runs away. And um, tries to look for the proof for um, Andy's part in the company. Um, and she's able to find the part that uh, Miles Braun had up in his, uh, I guess, big office. And they explain everything, but she's not exactly careful with it. And he just burns it up with a lighter. Right. <laughs> And everybody denies seeing anything because he funds all their projects. Um, so Helen, she loses it and starts breaking everything, all the sculptures that he has. And he's just like, oh, you know, fine, break it. I'm a billionaire. Um, hmm. But then she finds the thing that's been powering the whole place, which is the hydrogen gas. Uh, I guess it's a rock or something. Um, and she throws it to where it blows up everything, which they really should have been dead. I don't see how they survived that. Yeah. I was surprised they all lived too. Um, considering it was a large catastrophic explosion. It's not by the explosion itself, by the fumes, or by the fumes, all the glass that was everywhere. They definitely should have been bloody. Bloody lose their hearing. Um, yeah. I mean, they they just wouldn't be able to live normally anymore, <laughs> even if they did survive that. Um, but somehow Benoit Blanc, I, I guess he ran out of there. He was. Yeah, he got out before it happened because um, he had an idea of what she was doing. Because he goes around and she's angry after her angry speech, 
learning or thinking that she has lost. Um, Miles is just kind of laughing at her. And he she goes and breaks all this glass um, and before throwing the, the hydrogen piece. Um, when he she does that, I think either the glass or something she broke has water on the floor. And like that is fuel, I guess, for this hydrogen bomb. Um, and he sees that happening and he gets out before him. Okay. Um, he's kind of chilling with the guy who's just there. Another random character. Um, <laughs> who, you know, you could feel like, oh, maybe he's a part of the story. Nope, he really wasn't. In the beginning, he's like, I'm just here. Don't worry about me. And he really was just there. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how much he got paid for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they all survive somehow, even though that explosion, you know, broke all the glass and right. I mean, oh, fire, we, fire was everywhere. Right. One thing we didn't bring up, um, which is kind of the, the, the big thing, I guess, is in this room of glass where they are, um, is the Mona Lisa. And if yes. the, real, the real Mona Lisa, um, Miles explains that because of COVID, which I guess is the only the, the real only COVID plot point in this film. Um, but because of COVID, the French government, I believe, um, asked for a loan from Miles because he is so rich. And <laughs> he asks for the Mona Lisa as collateral for this loan from the government. So he has a real one. Um, and he has it in this, this glass case that reacts to noise and pictures and things that will shield it whenever it something is wrong, but he stupidly tells the group in the in early in the film that there's a fail or a um, cheat code, I guess, to open the safe, um, which is this stupid little porcelain. That was a cat, I think. Um, you can press and it'll open it. Well, she knows this, so she opens it right before she throws the hydrogen, um, which disintegrates the Mona Lisa. And one thing that Miles had said was he wants to be, from the very beginning, as famous um, or as notable as Mona Lisa, he said he wants his name to be said in the same sentence as Mona Lisa. And this happens. And um, Helen so cleverly says, um, now you get what you wish. Your name will forever be in the same sentence as Mona Lisa because it was destroyed in that house. Now, if anyone can go to jail this experience, hopefully Miles does because of murder and Benoit Blanc has the evidence or, or enough I don't know, information to prove it for the government to actually prosecute him. But if anyone's going to, Helen's going to jail for <laughs> arson, um, reckless endangerment, um, and the world is going to hate her as the person who blew up the Mona Lisa. Um, and obviously this means now he is broke forever um, and disgraced since he was the owner of the Mona Lisa as being destroyed. Um, and as the film closes, I don't know if you caught it, but um, they kind of describe the Mona Lisa earlier in the film. I mean, they say, you know, you never know if she is smiling or smirking or upset. Um, but at the very end, um, Helen kind of sits in the bench and makes that same smirking look as the Mona Lisa while they play over that voice clip again about it, which I thought was pretty interesting. Oh, no, I didn't catch that. Yeah. Um... But yeah, that was a real treasure for him. Um, and 
I mean, that gives him all the motivation to now kill her with all the things that you just said. Oh, like yeah. she can't just walk around freely anymore or without no, looking I mean, over her shoulder. If anything, he'll at least kill her socially and put, you know, tell exactly what happened. So she'd definitely be in jail and hated by the world. <laughs> yeah. Um and I'm I'm guessing, you know, the sequel to this will um have a different cast of characters. So right. it really won't matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We will we'll never know how it concludes unless somehow they all wrap together. Yeah. Maybe they create a universe. Uh some of the family shows up from the first film and then right. some of the, the people from this film show back up, but I don't see how they connect. Um I don't know. They were rich, so who knows? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but overall, it, it's a pretty good film. Um, but I just found it less engaging all the way throughout. And it's a really long film. It's two and a half hours. Yeah, it is long. I didn't feel like the first one was that long. I could be wrong. I can't remember if it was the same runtime. Um, I see, I feel like the, the first one, it, it kind of loses me in the second half. Um, particularly when they're out, whenever um, the, the uh, what's her face, the nurse is um, with with Ransom, the grandson. Um, I thought like that part of the movie is pretty long, not the same pace as the beginning. Um, and while it's you know great acting on Chris Evans' part, um, to me it's also kind of drawn drawn out there. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess they both have their moments of boredom, but yeah. um, they kind of tell you who it is towards the beginning of the film, um, or they kind of point towards somebody being that person, mm-hmm. kind of saying they're guilty, like, oh, okay, it's this person. It's not somebody in the family. Um, right, right. Which I thought what this was missing, because this one... It doesn't yeah, it was exa- interesting starting with what you assume is the murder and just watching them cover it up and finding out it's actually not. It's a very big twist. I think this one, the twist from the beginning is not the murder, but the murderer. I mean, not the, not the murderer, but the murdered, um, being that Helen is not is Andy um, and Andy is dead. So I guess they try to go for the same thing almost in reverse. Yeah, um, I didn't like it as much. <laughs> <laughs> but I think people probably enjoyed whoever enjoyed the first one. Um, but let's go ahead and give this one a rating. So the lowest rating is trash, middle is background noise, and the highest is a banger. So how would you rate the film? Glass Onion, a Knives Out Mystery. Um, I would rate it as a low banger. I mean, the cast is great. Um, it's an, a unique story about a murder mystery. Um, I... It's funny, at first, I did not care for um, Janelle Monae's acting in this, but <laughs> I, I didn't. But when I found out she was playing her sister, that makes sense to me as to why it was she was being so awkward, um, not socializing, not really playing off the others. It's because she doesn't know them. Um, and if this were real life, that's probably what would happen. She would need to distance herself as to not give herself away or get in the opera situation. So that when I knew what was going on, I was like, oh, that explains it. Okay. Yeah. Um, as far as acting, I thought Kate Hudson 
I mean, I, I found her her character pretty laughable, even in some of the more, more serious comedic relief. But even in some of the more serious moments, <laughs> I was like, "Is she really acting here, or what, what's going on?" Hmm. <laughs> um, but it was fine. Um, I'm going to give it a high background noise because it is background noise at times for me. Um, hmm. First time I watched it, I think it was um, Christmas Eve, and okay. uh, eh, I was getting a little bored. I almost fell asleep. But <laughs> once it got toward, once it got towards the middle, it got much better. Um, got me into it because not a whole bunch happens in the beginning. You're just introduced no, to everybody. No, you don't really know what to watch for, and maybe that's something that that, that differs between the first one is the first one because you you're set up with the murder in the beginning. You kind of have an idea of what to look for or what clues and things to. to to watch what thing would be interesting people say, but in this one, not knowing that she's already dead, you're not really thinking about it, or you're not knowing what to pick up on and look for, which is, which is again, it flips on its head. If you were to think about it and then watch it again, knowing who Helen actually is, I think it does make a little difference. Yeah, the second viewing, I did notice more things as far as how they were acting mm -hmm. um, in certain moments. But also, I guess the interaction between uh, Janelle Monet and uh, Daniel Craig's character, oh, okay. they still kind of acted the same whenever they initially went on the island. They weren't exactly yes. plotting together at times. It was more just like they were playing their characters. Right. Only thing that was different, I think, is in the first run through, um, you hear her say, you know, you have a loose string or whatever. Um, and it kind of just cuts away. And then on the second go through, you see them actually have a conversation about she's nervous and they're talking, kind of not looking at one another, which that's the first scene. Yeah. Um, but any other thoughts about Glass Onion? No, I mean, I am glad this little series Netflix is doing. Um, definitely fun to watch. They obviously have tons of money to throw at it. So I'm curious to see what are their cameos or random people they put in the next one? Yeah, it should be pretty fun. Even though I wasn't as uh, satisfied with this one, I think that the series is still pretty good and they should uh, live up to the standard in the next film if they yeah. get the same director. Mm -hmm. Which, uh, I don't know his name. Ryan Johnson. He also did the screenplay. So, mm. had a big hand in it. Um but I think that does it for us at a and Reviews. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Make sure to check out our other platforms, including YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, which are all linked in the description. And if you want to send us a message, click the message link to get featured on the show. And thanks for listening.